Hello, I'm Caleb Woodbridge and this is the first audio edition of my newsletter, Bigger on the Inside. Like Doctor Who's TARDIS or The Wardrobe to Narnia, stories are always bigger on the inside. They contain depths of meaning, philosophy and faith to explore and discuss on our quest to be human. As a gift for 2022, I'd like to share a story that I wrote and have published uh, some years ago in the Wicked Young Writers Award. The inspiration came from a visit to a particularly delightful sweet shop in Moffat on the Scottish borders. Uh, The honey fudge there was a thing of particular wonder. The story perhaps has a slightly darker twist and one that might be posing some questions about, (laughs) but I've already said too much. Uh, Like jokes, stories can be spoiled if you have to explain them. Uh, But listen to it and I hope you enjoy it. Mr Quickfarthing's Emotion Emporium by Caleb Woodbridge Mr Quickfarthing was an elderly gentleman, tall and thin, with long legs that gave the impression of stilts. He was old and grey, and the life seemed sucked out of him, except for his glittering eyes. The deft movements of his long fingers was like the scurrying of an insect. His shop was in some ways very much like him, old and dusty, with floorboards that creaked as much as his joints. It was full of shadows, odd corners, and unseen depths, but the goods he had on sale could not be more different from him. Every wall was lined with shelf upon shelf of what appeared, at first glance, to be glittering jars of glorious sweets. Red ones, round ones, wrinkly ones, magenta, square and stripy, they were every shape, size and colour. What's more, they were every delightful smell too, from cinnamon to mint, from wood chips to smoked salmon. But if you looked at the jars, you would see that there weren't just toffees or humbugs or chocolates or pear drops. Their labels were far more exciting and exotic. Cheery dispositions, bright sides and hope for the future were some of Mr Quickfarling's more popular confections. And on the higher shelves were more powerful commodities, such as unrequited love and inexpressible joy. Customers came into his shop and Mr Quickfarling scrutinised them as they weighed out their goods. Each would pay, not with shillings or sovereigns, but with some emotion, feeling or memory that Mr Quickfarling somehow plucked from their hearts and minds to stop up in his jars. And so his customers got what they wanted. Good humour to ease them through difficulty, perhaps, or Mr Quickfarling's determination toffees, often bought by young apprentices facing the entrance tests to enter the guilds, or by young men facing proposing to their sweethearts. Some old ladies, on finding they had run out of complaints, would buy a dose of the grumbles. And in return, Mr Quickfarthing got what he wanted, the ingredients he needed to use in recipes old and new. However, there was another cabinet. Right behind the counter to which Mr Quickfarling held the only key. Inside were small vials, because the smallest amounts of what they contained have an awesome effect. Here were drops of the richest treasures, which were most definitely not for sale. A person may have approached Mr Quickfarling, told him their story, and begged him to oblige. Mr Quickfarling in turn may, 
or may not, have then taken the key from the chain around his neck, put it in the lock, opened the cabinet, and given to the petitioner a few precious drops of nobility, or true humility, or unconditional love, or whatever else they needed, with no charge except for gratitude. How Mr. Quickfarthing made such decisions was known to none but himself. Perhaps he judged the cause to be worthy, or he liked the person, or just felt generous on some days, such as Tuesdays, and not on others, such as maybe every second Friday. The mystery was kept as locked as his cabinet. Not everyone was happy with Mr. Quickfarthing. Dukes and other dignitaries tried to buy fairy cakes laced with forgiveness to give to their wives for tea when their mistresses were discovered. But Mr. Quickfarthing always told such people that it was his strict rule that people may only buy his goods for their own use and none other, and sent packing those with unscrupulous motives. People still came from miles around to Mr. Quickfarthing's shop. All his products were free from artificial emotions and rememberings, and people knew that he would never sneakily attempt to reduce costs by substituting cheap sentiment for his usual ingredients. But what they didn't know was the real secret of his success. Long, dark nights were spent by him, taking from himself all his emotions of his long life. Carefully he extracted all these from his soul, collecting and cataloguing them, ready to place on sale. His customers thought him a dull old soul, and in a sense they were right. He had put life and soul into his work, what was there left for himself? The answer to that question was threefold. A helping of steadfast love, a scattering of dashed hopes, and just enough happiness to be able to smile a secret smile to himself as he turned the sign on the shop door from open to closed. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe and share my newsletter. You can find it at biggerinside.co.uk and you can follow me on Twitter at Caleb Woodbridge.